I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal, second edition today if you're watching this on YouTube because I have a little confession to make. I did a live broadcast around lunchtime, taking all your questions planned and publicized and i forgot to press publish on youtube so the only people who were taking part were the people following from the link that i posted on twitter which was still plenty of you and i still have plenty of questions but because it was listed as unlisted on youtube it wasn't public so none of you could see it and join in from youtube which i felt very bad about because i had publicized i was going to do it and again it's just classic me absolute technophobe getting things wrong constantly so i thought i'd come on and do another show today just for you guys on youtube who missed out on the chance of the live show and i promise when i get back um from holiday which i'm leaving for this weekend i will definitely do some more of them to get you all involved so apologies for that but it's plenty to talk about today anyway uh of course arsenal playing in you know what what are we now four o'clock i'm recording this on Wednesday. So kickoff is in just under 12 hours time over in LA of Arsenal versus Barcelona. We will talk about that. I've got lots of your questions, including uh, one about interesting Eddie Nketiah, which is being talked about today from Crystal Palace. So we'll talk about that. Um, We'll have a look at what Mikel Arteta's had to say ahead of that game against Barcelona, including that on Kieran Tierney's future. But I wanted to start today by talking about a man player who I've had lots of questions about recently. I haven't answered them because I've been trying to find out what's been going on. I still don't know for absolute sure in terms of how strong Arsenal's interest is in Batio. I think that's how you pronounce it. Brazilian attacking midfielder, plays for Gramero, who's been linked quite heavily, well, very heavily, actually, uh, in the... Brazilian press and in the last couple of days by the Italian press who uh, basically said a deal is virtually done between Arsenal and Grêmio for Batio. 
I had lots of questions, lots of comments saying, you know, do, do you know what's going on? So I've been trying to find out. And basically what I have found out on him is he's a player who is being offered around to Premier League clubs by his agent. Um, you know, they are open to moving him over to the Premier League, understandably. He's 23. So that's quite an old player to move from Brazil to Europe. And that sounds a bit silly because he's only 23, which is, of course, still a young player. But genuinely, generally, sorry, um, players from Brazil, talents from Brazil would normally have made the move to Europe by now. So 23 is actually quite old uh, for a player coming over from Brazil to Europe. But his agents are looking to get him a move and Gremio are happy for him to move this summer over to Europe to try and get some money. And now their agents have been speaking to clubs in England, Premier League clubs, about the potential um, possibility of signing Batillo. He's been offered, but as far as I'm aware, the focus of those talks have been more around sort of mid-table to bottom half Premier League clubs. Now, that's not to say that Arsenal aren't interested. We know Edu's links over to Brazil. We know how close he is with people over there and with clubs over there. And I would imagine there has been discussions, you know, via representatives, intermediaries saying, look, this player's on the market. Would you be willing to do anything? He's not that expensive. And I'm sure Arsenal would have probably discussed it. But as far as I'm aware, I don't think it's got anywhere sort of past that. I don't think anyway, it's the interest that's certainly been spoken about in the foreign press is really anywhere near as concrete as that. He's just a player who's on the market, who is being basically touted around to clubs in Europe to see and the Premier League to see if they would be interested, engaging their interest in him at this stage. And I don't think it's gone beyond that with Arsenal yet. That's not to say that they might not step up that interest and think, you know what, this is probably worth it. Only around £7 million for a 23-year-old it's worth a punt. Let's see how he gets on. They might end up doing that. But as far as I'm aware, it's nothing. We're nowhere near that stage yet. He's just a player, as I've said, who's on the market. And Arsenal's interest, if there is any interest, is not concrete, unlike some of the reports you've probably read. I hope that clears it up. It's probably, it probably doesn't, to be honest, because I've bumbled my way through it as usual. But that's my understanding of the situation with him. So nothing close as far as I'm aware. We will, we shall wait and see if that changes in the coming days or weeks. Okay, focusing attention to outgoings now. Kieran Tierney, of course, constantly linked with a move away. Newcastle, Celtic even, sort of romantic return to Celtic. I think we're all expecting Kieran to go. It hasn't happened yet, and I'm certainly not ruling out that it will happen before the end of the window. But at the moment, it hasn't happened yet. He's playing for Arsenal. He's part of the squad. And I think Kieran Tierney's been a very bright spot in pre-season so far. Every appearance he's made, I think he's made an impact. He's shown what he's about. Um you know, if he's someone who is looking to move on this summer, he's certainly not showing that by his performances. He looks very committed and is making a big impact every time he plays. And Mikel Arteta was asked about him during the press conference ahead of the Barcelona game. I think it was Kaya Kainak who asked a question in the presser and um, said, is, you know, is Kieran still part of your plans considering all the um, sort of options you have at fullback? And he said, he is, he is in our plans. And as you said, he came on really well against Manchester United. It's not the first time. Every time he's played in preseason, he's been really good. This is why we want to create competition in the team, raise the level of each individual, and that's going to be a huge benefit for the team to get to another level. So we shall, we shall see what happens with Kieran. You know, personally, I would absolutely like Kieran Tierney to stay. I think he's an excellent player. Um, 
and I think he improves the squad and he gives you a really good option. But I think the only point of him staying is if Miguel Arteta is going to use him regularly. If he's not, then he may as well go. And so it remains to be seen if Mikel Arteta uses him. So far in preseason, in the two games in the US Tour, Arteta has started Kivior at left-back and he started Tomiyasu at left-back. Neither of those are left-backs, yet they've started ahead of Kieran Tierney. Yes, Tierney's come on, but those two have started instead. And that's before Zinchenko gets fit. So if he's not going to play him and he's not going to get any minutes, then you may as well cash in and get some money. If he's going to play him, and he is, as Arteta says here, in his plans, then I'd be quite happy to keep Kieran Tierney because I think he's a great player and I think he gives an awful lot. I think it was a shame he didn't get more opportunities last year. I think it falls into the same sort of category as Emil Smith-Rowe, where there was times I thought Kieran Tierney could make a difference, but Mikel didn't use him. So if that's, you know, if he is really part of the plans, then I really hope Mikel does use him this time. But if not, you may as well try and get some money for him, which shouldn't be hard because he's a top quality player. But um, I think Tierney falls into that category of several players who if a decent offer arrives this summer then Arsenal would consider it so the game against Barcelona coming up not too far like I said 12 hours from now at the time of recording this video um looking forward to it as I've said before I think Arsenal need to respond a little bit after the performance against Manchester United which wasn't great it wasn't a disaster by any means they didn't play well but it was one game it was a pre-season friendly it is no big disaster but I think what Arsenal need to do is respond a little bit today and just show just show a little bit more about what they're going to be about. I think if Mikel sticks with the same team, which remains to be seen, um, certainly with the same midfield, you want to see that midfield just get a little bit of a grasp on the game. They didn't do that against Manchester United. Declan Rice, I thought, was okay. He was a little bit safe. Kai Havertz just never really got into the game. Odegaard never really got into the game. And they just looked a little bit disjointed, which, as I've said, is no great surprise. Two of the three players have never played for Arsenal before together. And then you throw Odegaard, who's so used to having Thomas Partey and um, Granit Xhaka alongside him. Suddenly you've got these two new faces. It's all a bit weird. People playing in slightly different positions. And it's going to take some time to adjust. It, to adjust. But you, want, you don't want it to be too long. They need to start hitting the ground running. So I want to see signs tonight, if Mikel sticks with those three, um, that there is sort of partnerships forming and they're just getting a little bit of an understanding. Um, Barca going into the game, obviously on the back of that match against Juventus, which was called off because a sickness bug swept through the camp against Barcelona. Hardly ideal preparation, but they will be um, fit and raring to go today. Here's a little um, sort of update here from the Barcelona website. And two of the team's three signings are expected to make their debuts against Arsenal. Ilkay Gundogan, who of course Arsenal know all about, um, and Oriol Romero, who of course Arsenal know all about um, from... Uh, Romero coming from Southampton, where well, he used to play for Southampton, of course, Ilkay Gundogan as well, who's you know just an absolute legend at Manchester City, who's just left and is getting ready to start on his new career. A player Arsenal wanted to sign this summer, but he opted to sign for Barcelona. So Barcelona going to be strong, I imagine. Um, sort of looking at predicted 11s for the game is difficult, of course. It always is in pre-season. I'm always wrong, but this is what I'm going for in terms of Arsenal. I'm going to say Ramsdale in goal. Then I'm going to go for Ben White because uh, um, Timber played against United or started against United. So I think White will come back in. So Ramsdale, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Kivior, Rice, Havertz, Odegaard, Saka, Jesus, Martinelli. I think if Mikel Arteta is going to play that midfield trio against Nottingham Forest on the opening weekend of the season, if that's what he's going to do, then I think he should persist with that midfield get as many minutes into them, as much time playing together into them ahead of that game. Um, if he's not, then 
by all means, you know, change it up. But I think that if he that is the plan for the Forest game to play Rice sort of hold in and then uh, Odegaard and uh, Havertz as the kind of two more advanced players. And I think he needs to get as many minutes into them as possible. So that's the 11 that I'm going to go for for Arsenal. Potentially for Barcelona, you could be looking at Ter Stegen, uh, Roberto, Areo, Christensen, Alonso, De Jong, Gundogan, Pedri, Rafinha, Lewandowski, Fatty. That could well be the 11. But again, that's me uh, trying to predict something that I'm absolutely going to be wrong in. But those are the predicted 11s that I'm going for tonight. Uh, Mikel speaking about the game, obviously knows all about Barcelona, came through at Barcelona, which if you buy a certain book that's coming out on August the 31st um, about a certain Mikel Arteta, you will read a bit about his time at Barcelona coming through there and how much of an impact that had on the rest of his career. Little cheap plug there, I know, but it is available from all good bookstores. It will be available from all good bookstores. You can pre-order it now from Amazon as well. You can find the link on my social media pages. But anyway, back to the game against Barcelona. Um, yeah, Mikel was speaking about it, whether it's going to be different to the kind of physical match that Manchester United played um, against Arsenal earlier on in the week. Mikel said it will be because when you play at the level that we are playing with the type of opposition that we're going to be facing in that stadium and there's so many people, they have to expect that and we are expecting that. So tomorrow, I think it'll be a very competitive match. Um, when asked about the sort of comparison with United, whether this will be more a possession-based game, he said they are two very different teams and the DNA of Barcelona is always to have the ball and to have it as back as quickly as possible. I know Xavi very well, and I'm sure we will be trying to do that and the same like we want. Um, you kind of look at this match and, the, and how the two teams sit up against each other, the, the way they like to play, and it could be a really intriguing game. If both teams really go for it and uh, are fit, and playing well, it could be a really exciting game for everyone in LA. So, yeah, not sure I'm going to stay up to watch it at 3.30. Though. I think I'll be getting up a little bit later to that than that to watch the highlights. And um, then I'll be discussing it tomorrow on tomorrow's shows. Keep your eyes peeled for that one. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, uh, questions and comments time. Here's one from Matthew. Uh, it says, Charles, are you heading on a short-term loan to Holiday FC? Sources say in personal terms with the hotel should not be a problem. They are not a problem. They are signed and sealed. And yes, I am going away. Um, actually, I'm not going away to a hotel. I'm going away to a very nice apartment from a lady who happens to be a big Arsenal fan as far as I hear. Um, Carmel. And if you're watching this, because I think you do watch my show, actually, which uh, has been relayed to me from a friend, um, then thank you very much for your uh, for giving us your 
uh, apartment and I'm looking forward to staying in it. So, uh, yes, I am heading off on holiday on Saturday for two weeks. So it's going to be nothing from me. It's going to be all quiet for a couple of weeks as I recharge, get ready for the season. I come back on the day of the Forest game. Annoyingly, I don't get back to about six o'clock in the evening. So I'm not going to be at the match, which is annoying. I was really hoping it was going to get moved to the Sunday. Um, so I'm going to be listening in the airport, I imagine, hopefully to Arsenal getting three points on the board. And then I'll be back really ready to go. Uh, once the season starts and building up to the book coming out on the 31st as well. So, yeah, taking a short break. Thank you very much for that, Matthew. Uh, here's one. He says, I look forward to when Arsenal would play dirty on opponents. You can see Man United did that because they know Arsenal is soft. I don't agree with that at all, I have to say. I don't think Arsenal are soft by any means. I think you look at this Arsenal team right through it now, there's strength and there's strong characters. Yes, Granit Xhaka's gone, which diminishes it a little bit, but I still think there's lots of strength there. You go through from the back, Gabriel Saliba, two big guys who will not sort of step away from anyone. Declan Rice, exactly the same. Um, Thomas Partey still around, of course. Kai Havertz is a big old guy who I'm sure he's going to get stuck in as well. Even players like Martinelli and Saka, they are far from soft at all. They might get kicked about, but they get themselves up whenever they can and they give it, give it back. And I think Gabriel Jesus is the same. So Ben White, again, so I don't think Arsenal are soft at all. You know, I think Mikel was talking about whether the midfield is physical enough. And I thought these were quite interesting comments from him. He headed against the game against United. Um, Barcelona was, of course, in response to what happened against United. And United, you know, they did go out to kick Arsenal a fair bit and they had a little bit of success about it. But I don't think that's just because Arsenal was soft. I just think on that day for a pre-season friendly, maybe Arsenal were caught a little bit cold. But I don't think last season you could really accuse them of being soft. And when Mikel was asked about the new midfield and whether it was physical enough, he said, we're going to have to find the right balance as well. A year ago, Granite could never play as attacking midfielder. So let's try to get the work done. It's the first time we played the four players inside and three of them have never played for us. So three out of four, they never played together ever. So tranquillo, day by day, keep doing the right things. Give people opportunity to settle into them. Uh, the right things and we will be fine you use a word that is physical so I put Granite and Kai and I ask you who is more physical what would you say Kai is one meter 91 so it depends what you mean by physical physical is also to run running in behind the forward to tackle it depends so we will fit in with the qualities we have that's for sure and the good thing is that we have options as well when we have a game that is more physical we can become very physical as well we have the right options, um, which I thought was a really interesting response there. When he says tranquillo, he talks about to be calm and he rightly points out in that game against United, three of the four players who've sort of drifted into the centre and he includes Timber in that because Timber, of course, playing that inverted role, goes into the central areas. Three of those players have never played together before and the other one, Martin Odegaard, has never played with any of those three before. So it, it's, it's just going to take a little bit of time. You can't expect it to be bang, absolutely everyone in in tune to each other straight away it's going to take time of course it can't take too long because of the demands of the Premier League and the quality you're up against if it takes too long and you end up with losing a few games or drawing a few games then Man City are out of sight already so that has to be taken into into account but I think Arsenal have the physicality to match most teams this season and like Mikel says if it needs to change depending on the team you can change things up you can play Thomas Partey and Declan Rice together in midfield behind a back uh, centre-back pairing of Saliba and Gabriel. You could play Tommy Asu if you wanted to add extra physical strength. There is it's, there is a physical side to that Arsenal team, I think, that um, could absolutely cope with it. So it's not something I'm overly worried about, I have to say. Here's one from Tossin. says, Hi, Charles. Just seen rumours of interest in Nketiah by Crystal Palace. A £35 million offer, and I think we should sell... Yeah, I've seen this suddenly. It's on the internet. It's on social media. I've seen. I'm not. I 
haven't had time to really sort of source it to work out exactly where it's coming from and if there is any truth in it that remains to be seen we know Palace have been interested in Ketia before and he's been very close to signing for Palace before they've obviously lost Wilfred Zaha who's one of their main goal threats you would expect they're certainly going to look to replace him and maybe they will look to reignite that interest in in Ketia for Arsenal again I think there's all these players and I keep talking about it who they would probably not want to sell, but if a good offer came in, they would think about it. They would consider it. And I wouldn't I wouldn't rule Nketiah out of being in that group. If, you, someone, if Palace came in and whacked 40 million on the table for Nketiah, I think Arsenal would probably think about it. They'd have to. There, there's only a few untouchables in this Arsenal squad, and we all know who they are. The rest of them, I think, potentially, if an offer came in, they could be available. And Nketiah might fall into that category. If they were to receive that offer, and it was a very, very big offer, then, you know, and suddenly you got a bid for Balogun as well. Then Arsenal got a big decision to make. And have they, would they, could they sell both and then have to go back into the market and bring in a striker? <laughs> Who knows? But we'll have to wait and see. Like, like I said, this, the, these talk of Nketiah has only just started to come out against about Palace. And I haven't had time to try and source it to work out if it's legit and if there is genuine interest and they are looking at him. And I'm sure if that is the case, that will, we'll, we'll learn more about it over the next couple of days. But I agree in a way, I think if a bit of around 35 million, 40 million comes in for Nketia, I think that's very hard to turn down. I think you probably have to do it. And whether that means changing your tune on Balogun and thinking, you know what, we're going to keep you and hope you can, we can convince you to sign a new deal or you sell both and try and, rush into the market and get another striker in remains to be seen but sometimes you have to act quickly in transfers if something comes in and makes you think and I think an offer of that sort of money would probably make Arsenal think here's one from Sam says hi Charles what's your thoughts on Tommy Asu's contract he's got two years left on his current deal now how much do you think the club would accept for him this summer if not are they considering an extension um I'd be surprised if Arsenal sold Tommy Asu this summer I think the the options he gives you is is very very strong. You know, he can play right back, centre back, left back. I think he's a very good player. I think he's an app. You know, he's a workhorse. I think he's perfect for the sort of player that Arteta wants and what he demands from his players. Again, they're just as I kind of just touched upon with Eddie. Though, I, you know, if someone came with a massive offer for Tommy Asu, I'm sure Arsenal would consider it. Um, but I don't think he's a player by any means. They would actively be looking to move on this summer. He's very much part of the squad, an important part of the squad. Um, and it wouldn't, yeah, I think they would. They will be considered an extension. I haven't heard that those talks have started yet. I think Martin Odegaard and Ben White will be the priorities for now. But, you know, I'm sure Tommy Asu is a player Arsenal would like to keep and look to get tied down to a longer term contract. And that will happen over the coming months, I'm sure, should a big offer not arrive for him, which I don't expect it to. So I think Tommy Asu is very much part of Arsenal's plan still. Um. Here's a last one, which I don't agree with at all, but I thought it was an interesting point and quite a few people have brought it up. So still can't get my head around Havertz deal. He doesn't fit into any position in our team. And his performances so far, he's looked disinterested, kind of William-esque. I just think it's really harsh, <laughs> I have to say. I agree in a way. I, I still can't really get my head around the Havertz deal. I'm hoping it proves to be a big success and he works out really well in the position, whatever position Mikel's planning on using him, which we think is in that left eight role. And I hope he's a real big success and Arteta can get the best out of him. But, you know, I'm still surprised by it. I never expected it to happen at the start of the window, and so I'm still surprised by it. But I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised in that Arteta can get the best out of him. We see the Kai Havertz that we all kind of saw come through in such style at Leverkusen. I think he's talking about his, in his performances so far and the fact he looks disinterested. I think that's really harsh. Um, 
I don't, you know, obviously I didn't, he wasn't great against Manchester United, but no one was great against Manchester United at all. And it was his, I think it was his first start. I think it was his first start. And he's playing again in the midfield of players he's never played with before in a position he's never played in before. It's just going to take time. I don't think everyone can jump on the Havertz back, um, on his back just for a couple of poor performances. And, you know, I don't think he's looked disinterested. I think it's harsh to compare him to Willian. I think whenever I, people that I've spoken to about Havertz, so he, he's a real hard worker. He's intense. He, presses well and he works really hard on the pitch so I don't think he looks disinterested by any means I just I, I think it's really harsh to jump on his back just yet he's literally started one game in pre-season and had a couple of substitute appearances in one of those he scored so I, I just think it's a bit harsh we've just got to give Havertz a little bit of time to adjust and to start seeing the best out of him it takes a long time to adjust to working for Mikel Arteta as well so it might be a while it might be that you sort of ease Havertz into it a little bit and you can play party and rice together with Odegaard and just ease Havertz in but yeah I, I in one way I kind of agree I I am still struggling to get my head around it the actual deal itself but now that he's here I think it's really harsh to sort of jump on his back just yet and really start to criticize him for his body language and the way he looks on the football pitch but anyway that's it from me this evening thank you very much for watching do appreciate your time as always enjoy the game if you're staying up to, or getting up early to watch it tomorrow uh, and if you're in watching this in the United States and you're lucky enough to be going to the game then really enjoy it I hope you get a good win um, to see from the boys today before they head back to UK after the USA tour have a great evening everyone I'll speak to you soon <laughs>